Take a sip from your water bottle, and then we'll go. Okay. Because that's how you started All right, last I'm, time. I'm start. Okay. Whoa, you're real sepia tone today. Oh, really? It's like the Vietnam. Oh, war. well, just just like when well, you were taking a drink from the water bottle. You gotta let me say my full thing first, Jake. <laughs> yeah, but maybe if you le- you didn't you burp last time. Last time, you said maybe if I leaned back and then you leaned back and then you said the Vietnam. I said maybe if I lean back. Oh, it's like I'm having a flashback. Yeah, it's like good old Vietnam. Uh, I see a bad moon rising. <laughs> Every Vietnam War movie. See, I always imagine the Creedence Clearwater Revival song. Oh, that is a Creedence, a Creedence song. Are you talking about... Uh, how, how does that one start? You, well, you were the one who sang last time. You want me to sing this? No, because you did the guitar You did the oh, guitar yeah, yeah. part. It's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other one. It ain't me. It ain't me. I've never been a fortunate son. It's a, it's those two songs, every Vietnam War movie. This has been Snickles Flashback Theater. Um, just giving you the recap of what happens just before we start recording uh, the podcast. Hold on, let me restart that. Let me, re- cut, uh, hey, cut this part out, okay? Do you have to? Uh, do you really? Do you have to re- really restart? Just like the electrical parts that Darren works with, this episode is going to be very low energy. Well, hang on, Jake. Uh, I actually have something else to con- uh, to uh, reveal on this. Oh, show. you have a confession. You have a confession to begin with. I actually have a new job, Jake. Uh, check this out. Oh, check this out, baby. What does that say? Uh, Darren is a U.S. brother inspector. I guess he just goes around <laughs> seeing, <laughs> looking at different brothers, uh, seeing how close their relationship is. Yeah, Darren's holding it closer. <laughs> U.S. U.S. brother inspector. That's pretty cool, dude. Jig, I don't know, like, jig, I don't know what your official... Jig, you're... <laughs> Are, do you look for? Are you trying to award the best brothers, or are you just looking for bad brothers to split them up? Is it? Jake, you read do, that wrong. Do step brothers count? You read that wrong. What does it say? Uh, it says U.S. U.S. brothel inspector. Oh, what is that? A brothel? Yeah. Or an inspector? Both, in order. Okay, a brothel is a uh, a place of work where. Um, sometimes men, but usually women, uh, are paid to have sex with customers. Um, They're paid by their boss? Yeah. And, uh, an inspector is a person who goes in and takes a look to see if everything is safe and up to code. Oh, like a health inspector. Yeah, but for brothels. Which is what again? It is a place of business where uh, sometimes men but usually women are paid to have sex with customers oh okay uh sort of like a circuit city back in the day yeah i remember having sex with the people at circuit city all the time (laughs) yeah yeah it was always it was always these real nerdy guys let me you know let me read you get what you pay for let me read the description uh this badge is neither novelty nor joke 
brothel inspector is an official office. No fooling. This had to be. This has to be the cushiest job this side of the Mississippi. The adventures of the brothel inspector were decidedly more in the category of an indoor sport. All right. It, you, do you ever bring a joke to the table and then the person you're talking to take like twist it into a funnier joke and then runs with it and then you're like, no, I have to get my joke in. I have to read. I have to read the package that this badge came Shit, in. That wasn't a joke. That was me just reading the package. Even the though, package. even though the idea of a brother inspector is funnier, is it's funnier to to to, to, to consider you being a brother inspector. What am I supposed it's, to say well, now? It's oh, not okay. funny. It, it's not funny that I'm a brothel inspector. First off, okay. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Darren. You're right. I'm sorry. I take pride in my what? fucking work. Let stop. Stop. Show me your shirt again, and let's start over. Oh, U.S. brothel inspector. That's fun. What's what are the ins and outs of that like? What do you? Oh, do? there's a lot of ins and outs, Jake. There's a lot of ins and outs. I know you're not making a joke because this is very serious business, and I'm just gonna. I'm just going to straightforwardly interview I'm you about your I'm not making a joke. Job. There's a lot of ins and outs, so what, Jake. What are they? My what are the penis. ins and outs? My fucking penis. Your penis is in what and out of what? So, sockets. I'm talking wet holes, baby. I'm talking American pie. You you have sex with apple pies? Uh, listen, I can have sex with whatever I want. As long yeah. as it's not, as well, long as it's legal. I mean, yeah, I just thought about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Welcome to Snickles. I'm Jake Smith, the uh, above board Snickle. Uh, I'm Darren, the, broth- the brothel inspector. Oh, that's that's really that's really cool, dude. Uh, what what's the hourly wage look like for that? Or are you salaried? Uh, it's not much, but it's honest work. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I uh it's I, uh, it's enough to get by. It's enough to, you know, to handle okay. to handle my own. Um Are you sort of paycheck to paycheck or are you living more comfortably well, than that? Yeah, or? I would be living more comfortably, but I got to keep getting all these dick implants. Okay, so what's that now? A dick implant, Jake. You ever heard of it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I go to the dick doctor. And he okay. and he puts uh, he puts something in my dick, and it makes it fluffier, makes it uh, more appealing to the eye. And I gotta go what in put, for what maintenance. What is he putting it? I, you know, it could be anything. It could be silicone. It could be salt water. It could be chorizo. Is fluffy is fluffy an adjective you want? Is that something that people are aiming for? Yeah, I decided that Gabriel Iglesias had the right business model, um, and I think... And it's him doing the surgery, right? Yeah, he... uh, That's why you haven't seen him really perform that much stand-up lately. Oh, that makes sense. Because he got his PhD, and now he's a dick doctor. Does he put you under, or does he go down? Oh, he goes down, yeah. Okay. Is it just like... We both go down. Is it... Is it a syringe, or is it a bit more involved than that? It's a little mo- a bit more involved than the syringe. Uh, usually, he uh, he'll make me close my eyes. Uh, he'll he'll numb that puppy. He'll numb my uh, my um, my trouser puppy, if as he calls it. 
he numbs just the area around that, and then if I'm not mistaken, you do have a twisted pup. On this show, I, I believe there is at least one twisted pup on this show. Yeah, but I believe in the trousers as well. It does a, it does a full corkscrew, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it looks like a pig's tail. Well, that's pre-surgery, or, Jake. That's or why a pig's penis. A pig does have a, a, a pig. A, a oh wait, a pig's penis. dick looks like. Hang on, I'm gonna Google. It looks this. like its tail. I'm gonna Google this right now. I'm sure we've talked about this on the show. I'm, before. No, I don't know, Jake. I'm googling a pig's dick. A pig's there's, dick. There's some alternate universe out there where Darren decided to go with the brother inspector thing, and we had a lot of fun. Dude, no. And it didn't. Dude, it didn't end up with us talking about pig penises for the Dude. fourth time on the show. Dude, pigs are fucking what? hung. But you're right. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. How did you know yeah, that, Jake? You. Why how, why do you know that they have a twisted dick? Uh we talked about it in my biology class in high school. Twisted Dickster. It should be the uh, uh Twisted Sister cover band that only sings about pigs. Do, do Twisted Sister have any pig songs? How would that work? Come on, feel the pigs. Porks, rock your hogs. We're going much, much, much. I, uh, you know what, Darren? Here's what's sad is that's better than what I, what I expected out of you. But it, I mean, if we if we did edit this show, I don't think that would have made it in. Uh, Let's just say you didn't expect it because you don't ex- you didn't expect me to have such a sweet singing voice. I want a cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's just dick. That's not, that has nothing to do with pork. With pigs. yeah, but in the because you know it's I want to rock, and then in the background they go rock. It's I want a cock, and then in the background the per- people go pig. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. It's, it's that's supposed to rhyme. I want a cock pig. A cock pig. Dun, 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 dun. I want to. Cock pig. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> I don't even. Th- I. I honestly. I sang "Come on, feel the noise," but I think that's "Quiet Riot." I don't think that's "Twisted oh, Sister." Oh, <laughs> I didn't think it was. I think I didn't think it was. Riot. I didn't think it was TS. I can't even. Or TD. Think, what's another famous Twisted Sister song besides "I Want to Rock"? Uh, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna I'm gonna Spotify this right now. Twisted. I love sister. when we're both we're both just googling. Uh, oh, we're not gonna take it. That's a, that. We're of course, we're not gonna fuck it. <laughs> That's not. Be, has nothing to do. With, now be cruel to your school. What? Be cruel to your school because you may never get another. We're not gonna bake it. No, we're not gonna bake it. Darren, I'm pulling the plug we're on this. We're not gonna Darren. bake it. That is pork. They don't want to bake the pork. They'd rather smoke it or grill it. I bet they want to smoke that pork. Who doesn't want to smoke a good pork? <laughs> Twisted uh, Darren, how was your... What? Huh? Twisted Dixter. How was your week? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It was good. Uh, it was real good, Jake. Um, I don't have much more to say than that. 
been playing a lot of games because it's you know still still staying inside still social distancing as best as i can uh not going out too much darren i heard that you uh went to the bank this week is that true jake okay i i just heard i heard a little birdie told me that you went to the bank this week is that true What bird was it pigeon pigeon told you our, our it fr- was our friend our evan friend pigeon evan pigeon yeah. yeah, he told me that you went to the bank. He said that not only did you go there, but he saw you there. He knows you were at the bank. More like Evan snitching. He wasn't yeah. supposed to fucking tell you. Well, Darren, the fact is he did tell me, and now you have some some questions to answer. Okay, I had my mask on, okay? I have some. You have some questions to answer, and I've written them down here, so if you'll just let me read them, then we can continue. I what explain. bank was it? What bank was it that you were at? It was um, First Bank of America. <sighs> okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I mean, I'm glad that you're being honest with me at least. And uh, what was the nature of your transaction? There was a company. So I think it's no secret anymore that I don't live I, in California. I just want... I just want the straight answer, okay? There was a company no in my old hometown of California who Where you were wanted born. to pay me and they and the the check got to the, my place of residence after I had moved out of there. And now I got to do a reclaim on the check. And I got to take it to First okay. Bank of America. It's not even First Bank, it's not even Bank of America. It's fucking First Bank of America. Okay. I mean, all right. How long were you at the bank? Probably like 20 minutes, dude. Did you give them your debit card? Did I give it to them so they could keep it? No, so that they could do the transaction. Was your debit card required? Why do you want it? Why do you need to know this? These are just the questions that I have written down that you need to answer. Why did you write those questions down? It's not for you to ask that. It's your... You have to... Darren, it's just up to you to answer these questions, okay? I just need, if you just give me honest answers, we can get through this quickly. Okay, I kind of gave him my debit card. I plugged it into the old machine, and then they read the, oh they read the data off of the machine. <laughs> Did you enter your PIN? Yeah, I had to. And what is your PIN? It's uh, 5567381010. Five, Yeah, you're, you just looked out, mister. Let me tell you, you were this close. You were on the knife's edge of being fucked about this whole thing. But luckily, luckily because you of, came through. All because of that and you fucking were honest edge Evan Snitchin, that bitch ass. Evan Pigeon, our good friend, our good... Both of our mutual friends since elementary school... Who never thought to introduce us. Even though we went to we different both, elementary schools, he was We both knew him from school. elementary school. Yeah, we did. He was a, both of our close personal friends, but he never introduced us. And we met in college, and then both eventually found out that we bo- both knew Evan P. Thanks to him, Evan fucking I was able snitch. to ask you these questions and save you from losing all of your money, getting all of your money stolen from you, and you incurring a fine of fifteen thousand dollars a day until you're able to retrieve your money. How would okay? I? How would that's I incur what, that fee? That's what I just did for you. 
First Bank of America has very harsh policies. And how'd you do that? Are you just paying the, buy- are you just paying the, the, the fee with your fucking $20,000 a week? By asking these questions, I was able to prove to First Bank of America the situation as it stands and going forward, everything's up to you. So First Bank of America listens to our show. First Bank of America is one of the premier listeners of the podcast. So how long have they listened? Are they first Since time listeners? Day listener? one. Day one. Bullshit. They do they They're long time first they times. They have not heard Beach Motif. They don't even know what we talked about. They're long time first times. Do you want me to call them up? Do you want me to call the people, the good people at First Bank of America? Yeah, call them. Oh, well, guess what, Darren? You decided that we couldn't start this podcast till late, so it's after business hours. So they're not going to be there when I call. Well, if they're, li- Very if they're listening now, <clears throat> wouldn't they still be working? No, Darren, because they listen for pleasure. So they're fans. They don't, like to mix, they don't like to mix their pleasure with business, unlike you, Mr. Brother Inspector. I yeah, Darren, they're fans. Long time, first times. Well, if they're long time, first time, oh, what's the first time? First time asking you questions on the oh, show. that's bullshit. That's such a specific first time. Guess what, Darren? First time stubbing my toe on the show. Read the Ow! badge on my shirt. Read the badge on my shirt. It says First Bank of America, Darren's Money Inspector. So now you know. Now you but know why I written, had to ask these questions. That's written in Sharpie on a piece and of now you know, paper. Now you know why I've been doing this show the whole time. I feel like you just It's not because I like you. It's not because we're friends. It's not to talk about movies or brackets, whatever that even means. Somehow this show got even harder to explain after we changed the format. I feel like you just wrote... No, it's not about that. No, it's been... I've been, I've been carefully calculating all these years... To save me? To, how to inspect your money to save you from incurring so a fifteen thousand so dollar a day fine? So you've been stalking the bank. me. So you've been illegally stalking me, so you could save me. You've been no. sending Evan Pigeon out as a fucking oh. as a PI, so you could save See, me. You misunderstand. I've never stalked you. I've EP has done the dirty work. Evan P is okay, the one who's been Okay, but you were paying you. Evan fucking snitch ass. Evan P's never earned a dollar in his life. What did you, Evan P well, does it because he's he a good it? friend. Oh, bullshit. He's worried about you. He doesn't want you to lose $15,000 a day in fines. I was just trying to, to get First paid. Bank of America. I was just trying my to get employers, My employers. My employers. I was this close to nabbing you, Darren. So has this whole thing just been a big... All these years. Has this been, So every episode we've ever done has been leading up to this sponsored this ad is, by First Bank is, of America. Oh, this is no sponsored right ad, Darren. This is no sponsored ad. I think anyone who listens to this would be very concerned about going to this bank. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone wants someone to spend years of their lives dedicated to in searching their financials, their resources, going to their home, inspecting it when no one else is there. Yeah, that's awful. And you willing you willingly invited me to your house when no one else was there? That's You said you said, yeah, drop off this package and have a look around, why don't you? Jake, that was because I wanted you, you to see all the woodwork I've been doing. You were worried about people having seen me. I didn't even have to ask. No, I think very much that people would not bank with this bank. And we told you up front. We said, we're going to put an inspector on your ass. Because you 
have a very low credit score. How did I not spot Evan Pigeon? Where was we he? Entered your, we entered your credit score into the computer, and it got a three. Well, wait, a you entered, three. Wait, you entered my credit score, and it got a three? Yeah, we typed it in, and we <laughs> so typed you in typed three. typed in my credit score, <laughs> and it got yeah. a three? What does that mean? Yeah. You typed in your credit you score, and a three, three came up. My three-digit sk- credit score, and it... it a three came what up. What does the three mean? What does that mean? Is that a rating? Of what, of like how oh. good my credit score is? Oh, now you want to know. It's too late, What, is, what is that? We explained all of, of this what? to you at the time of the contract. Three out of you what? You not knowing this? You not knowing this is actually a breach. It's a breach. It's been breached. This is a breach motif now. Oh my God. You... If you, if you don't choose your next words wisely, you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail and you will be incurring a $15,000 a day fee from the First Bank of America. My next words, you didn't ask a question. What am I supposed to say? Just make a statement? All right, here's my statement. What the fuck does the three mean? All right, Darren, that clears everything up. Uh, it was great. It was great talking to you today. Uh, I'm gonna let you get back on with the with your regular regularly scheduled show. I just farted. Uh, That's great because we are we thanks are. Thanks for checking in. We are much due for uh, for this bracket to start, Jake. How was your After, week? I haven't asked you yet, but before we oh, start was, the bracket, it was fine. It was fine. I just want to say, after talking about brothels and horse, or I mean, uh, pig penises and fines, uh, why don't you introduce what our bracket is, Darren? All right, I think we have. I think we had a couple, you know, pretty intense brackets, you know, the last ones. Uh, so I wanted to keep it nice and, and relaxed here. Um, I would like to, it's, it's a long, it's on the same vein as the video game bracket. Uh, the same twisted vein. Same. So much. The same. So much of this. Drained vein. The same drained, twisted vein. Um as the video game bracket, this is this is a childhood cartoons championship bracket 2020. This is where we are going to go through uh, all of the all of our favorite uh, childhood cartoons from when we were young, and some that we may even be watching today. Still, uh, I know I certainly do. We're going to decide which one we feel is the best one. Uh. Meaning, and by the best one, I, I I would define that as as holds up the best today. Uh, which one we we could go back to now, and we think we could get still. Well, but how will we know that? Still get a bunch of decent enjoyment. Really, that's based on how much we enjoyed it when we watched it as a kid, I suppose. Okay, um, that's that's sort of the opposite of how things hold up. Of knowing how things hold up. Uh, okay, well, okay, just, just, then just consider it, uh, how much you enjoyed it as a kid. Uh, there's a multi-tiered, uh, tiebreaker for this one. We are first going to look at, uh, how many awards each of these cartoons has made, has received. Um, and if, if it's a tie on that, or if, you know, neither of them have received any awards, 
We will then go to how many seasons the show ran for. And if there is a tie on that as well, then we will go with... Uh, Who has the best uh, vitamin gummies? Sure, we can do that. There's obviously going to be a lot of cartoons that have been omitted that people are going to be angry about. Uh, I stuck to mostly early 2000s and 90s cartoons for this. So a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons are not... I don't think there's any Hanna-Barbera cartoons on this. I think there's one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Talk about when we get to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I see which one. So there's one Hanna-Barbera cartoon on here. Um... And without further ado, do you have any questions for me, Jake, before we start? No, I don't have any questions. I just want to say, as always, this is, uh, these brackets are put together without each, like on our own. So I might have some blind spots here or shows I didn't see as much. Darren and I, as much as I like to joke, we are very similar in age, but I feel like sometimes even like two years in childhood can really change which cartoons you watched. Uh, there, there are blind spots for me as well. I just kind of went off yeah. of the most popular cartoons. Um. Anyway, let's continue with our first, our number one seed. Our number one seed. Uh, some would call it definitely a titan. Some, the fandom behind this is still insane. Uh, and I, this one seems like a no-brainer for me. Uh, the number one seed is Dragon Ball Z versus our number 16 seed, The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. This is tough. Dragon Ball Z, as you're saying, one of the all-time classics. Uh, interesting to have just... Well, I don't want to say this yet, but I will. Interesting to just have this one anime on the list. Uh, it seems... It feels just a little bit different than the tone of all these other shows, which isn't a bad thing. It's good to have some diversity in these. Uh, Dragon Ball, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I think without getting too far ahead of ourselves, this might be one of the shows on the list that is the most watched today by older people. I'll just say that, which is interesting versus The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, a show that I really enjoyed as a boy. Uh, It's got an absolute banger of a theme song. By uh, Bowling for Soup, I do believe. Oh, really? I had no idea yeah. it was Bowling for Soup. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is... I didn't watch that much Dragon Ball Z as a boy. I watched some of it, but it just... It always seemed like there's just so many episodes. And I've always... I'm always... I mean, obviously not with a lot of these cartoons when I was young. But I always just like to start something from the beginning and watch it through. And not just like catch it up when I can. So uh, it was tough for me to get into Dragon Ball Z, but I, I've since come come to watch some of it, and I do enjoy it a lot. Darren, what are your thoughts? Um, this one seems I, I do love both of these shows uh, th- because the reason for me saying that this was a no brainer for me uh, was that I had a bigger connection, I think, to Dragon Ball Z. I still do love Jimmy Neutron. It's kind of a weird um, claim to fame that Jimmy Neutron has. Uh, it started out as a as a movie that was almost not even a full-length movie. I believe it was like only an hour and 20 minutes long, um, which I saw in theaters with my dad. And I think the only reason that I saw it, I wanted... 
I begged him to see it so much was because it was 3D. It was like 3D animation, um, and I was crazy about that. Uh, when we saw it, uh, I can tell he did not give a single fuck about it. Uh, and I was enthralled. I bought it on VHS. I was so enthralled by it. Um, I would watch it quite a bit at night. Uh, I had a TV in my room with a VCR player. Uh, I would watch movies to go to sleep often. And I had, you know, a soft spot in my heart for Jimmy Neutron when it, when it turned in, when it went to air, when it turned into a TV show. Uh, and I think that it did use its characters very well. However, I think it doesn't really hold a candle to Dragon Ball Z in terms of the scope of the story, uh, the lessons learned in Dragon Ball Z and the character development. Uh, there's still funny moments in Dragon Ball Z. It can still serve as a comedy in several episodes. And... At the end of each of the sagas, I felt myself, uh, like, highly emotional as a child. Uh, My favorite saga was the Cell Saga, and it was just because I was seeing all these extremely powerful heroes, as you would with each of the sagas, just get completely pushed to their limits, completely beaten down. Uh, relationships would be torn apart and it was very adult for children. And I know that, you know, when it came overseas to America, they heavily, heavily censored it. Uh, it was not intended for kids in the beginning. Um, America saw money in it if they screened it for children and they censored the crap out of it. But I think it's, it speaks volumes about the story that they could censor it that much and you could still get that much emotion from the stories there. So my pick goes with Dragon Ball Z on this one. Yeah, I think what you bring up is kind of a good point about what... Uh, I mean, something I was thinking is that Dragon Ball Z is not really a show for kids. So it might hold up better than these other shows have. It also... It also is, I think, like the only show that is a sequel to another full series... So it had all that time to grow and figure it out, which I think will make it uh, a pretty tough competitor in all of this. Uh, it's interesting. I was just reading because I didn't. I didn't remember that Jimmy Neutron was a movie first. Uh, I would have. I would have guessed that it came out after the after the show. But they actually they made a pilot in 1998 for Jimmy Neutron, and then in 2001 they were like, "Oh, let's make a movie." Remember that pilot from three years ago? Let's make it a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then from that, from the success of that, the show went on to exist. And I did really enjoy it as a kid. But I think that, uh, I mean, I think Dragon Ball Z takes the win here. I think that, well, I think Jimmy Neutron has a little friend who might, who might compete better in this matchup, if you know what I'm saying. I think so as well. Um, I uh, I gotta say I think next episode I may do what you've done many episodes ago and on a kind of gimme may on this episode or the next episode I may do what you've done many episodes ago and on, if we ever feel like there's a matchup that's just a gimme that's very hard I'm going to uh, take out what we both easily think is the less formidable contender and replace it with another show. 
All right. That I'm that I'm kind of honestly mad at myself for not putting on this list. <laughs> um, uh, I was also this is this this could be some off some off air talk, but I was thinking if we do have a matchup like that, we can save if we both know pretty easily who's going to win. We get safe discussing the winner and just talk about the loser. Just try, just try to streamline these a little bit. Okay. Just try to streamline these episodes a little bit. Just a thought. Just a little thought. Absolutely. Um, All right. Next up. So Dragon Ball Z moves on in that matchup. The next matchup, we have our number two seed, Invader Zim, versus our number 15 seed, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oof. This is... Two pretty... This is a big one. Two pretty goth cartoons. Yeah, two two very dark... uh, Interesting that Courage... Courage hasn't held on. It hasn't stood this test of time as well. Uh, you can't. You can't go to Hot Topic and buy Courage the Cowardly Dog stuff. I think that's true. I don't think you can. Whereas I'm almost certain you can buy Invader Zim stuff there. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's there's I've, um, there's usually at least a quarter of a wall w- full of Invader Zim. Invader Zim was such a weird cartoon. It's another one that I I didn't w- watch a ton of. Uh, partially because I was just like, what is this? Like it's. I think when when it was coming out, I was I was five when it first started. So I feel like I was just like a little young, and I was like, "What the fuck is this show?" Uh, and so I never super got into it. But uh, versus Courage, which I did like, but I was also like actively scared by this show. Like there was such there was so much unsettling stuff in this show. Like just characters, you just look at them and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like this makes me feel bad inside. It's like weird body horror and like isolation. It it really is crazy that this show existed for kids. Absolutely. Um both of these uh lots of very these are both kind of anomalies that they went to air. And I believe these are both Cartoon Network. Maybe they're not. Maybe maybe Zim's Nick. Is Zim Nick? I thought Zim was Nick. I think Zim is Nick. Um yeah, I mean, both of these are kind of anomalies <clears throat> that they've got to air because they're so dark. Uh, I'm ha- incredibly happy that they did make it to air because I think that it has kind of given us a generation of kind of more dark humor. Um, I don't think cartoons nowadays are willing to go to the places that this that these cartoons did. Uh I personally, I love, I think a lot of the reasons that I love horror so much is because Courage the Cowardly Dog poked so much fun at the, at the trope while still being genuinely scary. It was almost like our generation's Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. It was <clears throat> genuinely, it genuinely had some really dreadful topics, um, I think there's one where like there's a cat who like enslave is is trying to enslave Courage's parents forever. And that's and I just couldn't wrap my head like the cat itself wasn't that scary. Uh but you know, what it was trying to do made it that much scarier. And there's also this really uh kind of intoxicating song that would always play when he went on screen as he would try to hypnotize courage. Um, yeah. 
there's a lot of really creative and inventive horror stories on this. I know a lot of them are parody, but they were genuinely pretty scary. Uh, I think my pick easily goes to Courage. I, I liked in, uh, Invader Zim's fine. It's not, I couldn't really ever get into it that much. Uh, I think a lot of the humor would often go into the realm of kind of just voices, like goofy voices and stuff. I believe Gurr, the whole point of Gurr was to be dumb and have a, an annoying voice. I mean, I think there is a reason that it was so popular with the Hot Topic uh, crew, squad, yeah, clientele. Uh, and again, like I haven't seen much of the show, so I don't want to judge too harshly based on the little bit that I do know about it. But I just feel like Courage has had maybe more of a, a lasting uh, like imprint on our culture. I feel like if you went on YouTube right now, you could find like a hundred video essays about how Courage the Cowardly Dog like shaped a, the youth or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's, a, it's, it's wild that the show existed. And I'm glad that it did because it... Things aren't quite as scary when you grow up watching a show like this. You can sleep a, li- you can sleep a little sounder. I think, and, and for that reason, I think Courage, to get to the point of this bracket, I think Courage does hold up a lot better than Invader Zim as an adult because it gives you a lot of food for thought to just chew on while you watch it. Uh, it's like visually unsettling for children and it's kind of mentally unsettling for adults. So... Courage the Cowardly Dog moves on to the next round. Next matchup. Ooh, ooh. We have number nine seed SpongeBob SquarePants versus number eight seed Rocco's Modern Life. I can tell that this is tough for Darren. No. No. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were saying there. I thought that's what that oof was. No. Well, here's the thing. I was one year old when Rocco's Modern Life stopped being aired, or stopped, like, new episodes coming out, and I've never really seen it. I I don't know much about it, honestly. So, versus SpongeBob SquarePants, which is... <laughs> uh... I, I the oof was because I do love Rocco's. I wish I could have seen it go farther in this matchup. Uh, I think it did bring a lot of uh, kind of coming coming to age jokes because it's really about this. I think he's a dingo. Uh, pl- Is it, he's a wallaby? He's a wallaby. That's right. He's voiced by Carlos Shh. Azuraki of Reno Nine One One fame. Uh, this this show had a lot of existential dread about growing up uh and having to like pay bills like just you know the 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 woes of adulthood essentially and i thought that was something really special the art style i thought i always went crazy about i thought it was very good um is this the one that i replaced with the titan i don't know we're not ready for it yet we're not ready for it yet uh I'm just kind of bummed out to see Rocco um, lose out this early because there's no, it does not, like, there's no way it's going to beat SpongeBob. I mean, it's interesting that it matched up with SpongeBob because uh, Steven Hillenburg was the creative director on the show for a while. Really? Yeah, and I, I think Rocco is one of those shows where you look at, like, who who worked on it, who wrote for it, who directed for it. All those people went on to like do their own things and like 
it's sh- like just this one show shapes so much of the future. I think that maybe I actually I don't know about that for sure, but it seems like it was one of the earlier shows on the list, and I feel like it 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 pushed that envelope that Courage the Cowardly Dog and other shows were able to push even further. So like I'm grateful that this show existed. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's just unfortunate that it came up against one of the one of the absolute titans. Yeah. So SpongeBob, pretty easy. Uh, it moves on to the next round uh, up against Dragon Ball Z in the next in the next round. Um, next up, we have our number ten seed, Cat Dog versus our number seven seed, Powerpuff Girls. Another Cartoon Network cat versus dog. Nickelodeon. Cat Dog. Some 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 little cat dog. I think it's alone. I don't remember the words, but I remember. I think it's the... alone in the world with a little cat dog. Okay. Yeah, this was another show that was man, these shows are fucking weird. Like Powerpuff Girls Powerpuff Girls is a much more straightforward like, oh, it's about little girls who are superheroes. Yeah. And they were created in a lab, and like there's obviously that stuff, but like Cat Dog was so bizarre. Yeah, it definitely was. Um yeah, Cat Dog had some pretty absurdist humor. I mean, so did Powerpuff Girls. But Powerpuff Girls often rode the line of like they did kind of do what Dragon Ball Z did, where they played they except kind of in the reverse order. So Powerpuff Girls was kind of posed as more of a comedy, but they would hit these notes of of drama every now and then in the show. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they actually did have you feeling emotional about the characters. Cat Dog was very absurdist, though. I remember there's one episode where somebody takes all the color out of the world and essentially takes everyone's voice away, so it just becomes a silent film. The whole world becomes a silent film. Uh, that was a wild one. Also, there's one where they just separate and they figure out what life is like separate because they hate each other. Um yeah, I mean, Cat Dog was a Cat Dog was a strange a strange show. I think that uh, it, I think it's interesting how much Cat Dog like as a boy I was like, oh, this show is just like saying cats are one way and dogs are the other. But I think it's also saying a lot about like different types of people and how they get along together. And it's like it's very interesting to think about all of that in that respect. For those who Versus don't, Power- for those who don't know about Cat Dog, it is about a dog attached to a cat, and they live together. Yeah, it's actually they stole the premise from the human sausage sketch that we created, <laughs> the famous <laughs> human sco- sausage sketch, <laughs> uh, which does have a twist ending, which actually doesn't make sense. If you if you have ever seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, so it it was. I feel like it's one of those shows that looking back on you're like, oh, there's a, there's an interesting amount of depth here. When as a boy, I thought it was just about, you know, a cat and a dog stuck together. Uh, versus Powerpuff Girls, which I think does get like into quite a bit. I didn't, I didn't watch like all of Powerpuff Girls, but I do remember episodes about like bullying and, you know, it's about like what it, what does it mean to be girly because there's Bubbles who's like blonde and like the ditzy one but then there's uh there's a i do remember in powerpuff girls there was a very big uh kind of emotional storyline a character storyline for the girls 
essentially not knowing their creation. Like they, there's an episode where they meet a girl who never knew her dad and they're mm. essentially like, well, we weren't created in like the conventional means, but we know our dad. And it's a lot about like how they become like how they get sheltered and all that. Uh, it's a pretty heart, pretty heart wrenching episode. It is. Uh, it was the last Hanna Barbera cartoon, actually. Oh, interesting. Interestingly, uh, it has a different feel than a lot of the other ones. I would. I would say. Uh, but yeah, I think like just the fact that it it stars female characters and like obviously obviously it's a funny show, but it's not like a joke that they're female superheroes. Like they're they're badasses. And I think like that's really cool. So it's it's a tough matchup of that versus cat dog, which is just extremely out there and I don't know, like this is were weird back then. This is a tough matchup. Uh, I honestly still haven't really made up my mind about either of these. Um, <sighs> I really do like the rogues gallery of uh, Powerpuff Girls. Uh, you got Mojo Jojo, obviously. He's a monkey with a giant brain. Um, you have uh, gang, the, the gang Green Gang. You have, of course, the Salami Swami. Um, and there's one other, uh, is it Mrs. Mrs. Villain? That was mother. Mother? Wait. Um, The creepiest, one of the, easily one of the creepiest villains in any cartoon was the- It's like a, the devil character. Yeah. What the fuck is- Are we looking this up right now? I got Uh, it, I got it. The red, jeez, I gotta get these pigs' dicks off of Google. Uh, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls villains. What the hell? Is him. That? Oh my god. Him. 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 Yeah. Yes, of course. Very creepy yeah, like, character. I believe a, had like three devil, voices. A devil who has a goatee and wears like thigh high boots. Just. So, so creepy, but like such an interesting character. It also, a show starring a single dad? A show with a single father? Are you kidding me? Very progressive. You can't do that now. I think they actually did have an episode where he was like dating, he was dating a girl and she ended up being a villain. He was was, like dating potential mothers and she ended up being a villain, I think. Not to spoil anything. This is... This is a picture of someone who did a him cosplay. Oh no. And it's unsettling. It's quite unsettling. <clears throat> I could imagine. For some reason it's the second search result even though it's a Facebook post that has 35 likes. <laughs> uh I think that I have to go with Powerpuff Girls just because what it did for like representation and Yeah, it's just like such a such an interesting show. Yeah. Versus Cat Dog, which I don't think it has the same legacy. Even though I did enjoy it a lot as a kid. I probably enjoyed Cat Dog more as a boy. But I think as a grown-up, as a kid, I was like, I don't want to watch this. This is a girly show. Sometimes. And then your brother's no. not home and you're like, it's okay. Well, I, I do remember that because I did actually watch a lot of Powerpuff Girls when I was really young. 
And then I, I kind of got made fun of by my sister for watching Powerpuff Girls. She was like, that's a girl. That's a show for girls. And I stopped watching it. Uh, but I did really enjoy the stories on Powerpuff Girls. So I agree with Jake. I think Powerpuff Girls moves on. I think like the <laughs> fact I, I would imagine that kids these days would feel much better about watching that show than we did. And that that's great. I, hope I want so. nothing more than for kids to have a better childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I had a bad... Like, I didn't have a bad childhood, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't have to suppress an enjoyment for a show because you think it's for girls. Yeah. And also, like... Yeah. Whatever. Um, point made. <clears throat> point made. I understand your point. <clears throat> so we have the next matchup. <clears throat> Sorry. I had to clear my throat. Uh, we have... Ed, Ed, and Eddie, our number four seed, versus our number 13 seed, Hey Arnold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed, and Eddie... Blockhead. ...started as... I believe Ed, Ed, and Eddie was created on a dare from really? an adult cartoonist. The dare was, I bet you could never make a child's cartoon that would actually sell to a kid's network. And then he fucking did. Interesting. Ed, Ed and Eddie has one of the most interesting, uh, like, fan theories behind it. Do you know? You know this? Uh, I do not know this. What is this? So the belief is that because like all the characters are so, it's like how do all these characters live in this world and you never see the parents or anything, which is you know typical for a cartoon. Oh, all the but parents the, are dead. Well, no, the belief is that the kids are dead and this is some sort of, like, afterlife. Because if you think, like, they each are, like, such different characters. They, like, Ralph seems like he comes from a different time period. Yeah. There's, like, uh, there's in, in, there's like signs of whatever type of death each of them probably had. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up real quick and try to get more details. That's so uh, interesting. I'm going to need to look up YouTube videos about this. Because I'm, listen, with a lot of these fan theories, I feel like a lot of the times they are just kind of made on a whim. Like, they, they're made off of people looking too deeply into the source material. That's very often what the case is. And that's not what the creators intended. However, there are versions of fan theories where the creators will look at them and hear about them and go, wow, that's actually, I, I actually really like that. Case in point, Mad Max Someone made a th fan theory about that to George Miller, and George Miller said, "Wow, I really like that. I might stick with that." <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the? I think it's a Vanity Fair video where Jordan Peele is talking about Get uh, Out. All the fan theories of Get yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah. And there's one where he's like, "Yes, that's what I was doing when I wrote that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that movie, though, that's like the exception of like such subtlety that. I think reading into it very deeply is like appropriate. Because yeah, for sure. I well, I think I think that reading into anything that you enjoy is appropriate. And like, I don't know. I'm a big believer in like the what whatever they create. Like it's out of their hands after that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you can whatever connections you want to make. That's up to you. Uh, basically, what this is saying is that like because they are all they all seem like they're from different time periods like Rolf they're saying is from like the early 1900s uh Eddie That's they're saying horse. was in New York Eddie was in New York in the 30s 
That's why he's a schemer because he was in the, the, the Great Depression. Oh, wow. Uh, Naz was a flower child in the 80s. A flower uh, child? Yeah. You know, just like born to hippie parents. Oh, just oh, 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 oh. One love, man. Uh, we can we can look further into this off air, but uh, yeah, that's Ed, Ed and Eddie. I think it's a very interesting theory, uh, and that's really interesting that it's an adult cartoon maker who made it. Yeah, if if you're to be believed, I believe that is the case. I believe he originally was kind of down on his luck. He couldn't really get a, a an adult cartoon to stick. Uh, so somebody said, dared him to make a, a, try to make a kid's cartoon and pitch it to a kid's network. And he did that and it worked out for him. Like it really worked out for him. Uh, which, you know, I feel like you hear that quite a bit. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to another kind of another avenue of that further down this line. Um, yeah. Uh, versus Hey Arnold. Which is my mom's favorite cartoon. Oh, wow. My mom's favorite cartoon that she, uh, you know, that I would watch as a kid. And that is mostly, these are two, I gotta be honest, these are, this is a really tough one. These are two very good cartoons. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey Arnold, less absurd, uh, but taught very good lessons. Uh, I feel like Hey Arnold, kind of did teach uh, uh, give me a sense of morality because I watched it so much uh, kind of gave me the idea that people might be going through uh, some shit and you you know you they might be giving you a hard time giving you a bad day but they might have be having a much worse day and they might just be kind of reflecting that uh, and Eddie uh, also shaped I would say my sense of humor because you know, it's so absurdist. Um, I think Hey Arnold often had an aim, but its aim spread out over multiple episodes, so it didn't really have a, a, a really, like, fine point of each episode. Ed, Ed and Eddie kind of had no aim <laughs> ever. Uh, so this one's really tough. Both very valuable cartoons to me. I feel like Ed, Ed and Eddie, like... I'm sure it wasn't, but it feels like one of the first shows that I was like, oh, this is like my show. Like, this is a show I really like. I want to see what happens. I want them to get those damn jawbreakers. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was like, it's one of the first times I remember feeling anxiety as a kid is like over the jawbreakers. And then do you remember the episode where it's like, they have like a tennis racket or something and they're like, oh, I'll let you borrow this if you give me your tennis racket. And then it's like, oh, someone across town needs to borrow this, but you need to get this. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. They have to like run all around the cul-de-sac, borrowing different things from different people. Yeah. And I was like, that's just the earliest time when I was like, oh, this is what anxiety is. And now that's <laughs> something that I feel feel daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... Adult cartoonist Antonucci was dared to create a children's cartoon. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, like, I think Hey Arnold was, it was a good show, but it, it just didn't hit the same way for me. And I, I don't know which one of these would hold up more. I think Ed, Ed, and Eddie's, I mean, the fact that it's an adult 
cartoonist makes me think that it might hold up better just because it's like it was so absurd and I feel like it shaped so much of who I am as all of these cartoons I did as I'm finding out that it might hold up better I don't know I think I'm gonna pick Ed and Eddie um <clears throat> so when I was watching Ed, Ed and Eddie I still lived in a neighborhood with a lot of other kids who were relatively my age and I never really took the time to realize this but a lot of what I was watching on Ed, Ed and Eddie was mirroring the community of kids in this neighborhood because literally uh there was kids like two houses down from me who would always scheme us. They would always like try and <laughs> scheme the other kids out of like giving them their bike or something. And I remember I was trying to get in tight with them. So I was essentially the Jimmy and I literally had headgear. Like I was wearing, <laughs> I wore headgear in like third grade. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so I was trying to get in tight with like the schemer kids because I thought they were cool and resourceful, and I never really realized that there was so much, uh, there there was so much duality between that show and my real life, my real childhood, the neighborhood that I lived in. Uh, hang on, I I never I never realized it till this very moment, but I was probably Johnny Two by Four. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was I I was either uh I was either Jimmy or Plank. Um You were Jimmy. Yeah. Uh Plank was too cool. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I think I'm going to pick Ed, Ed and Eddie as well. Uh it's it's it kind of breaks my heart to not to see Hey Arnold go so soon. Um cuz I do love that show, but I think that in terms of comedy and just pure enjoyment, uh I just appreciated Ed, Ed, and Eddie a lot more. Um, So Ed, Ed, and Eddie moves on to the next round. Sorry for sniffling. My allergies have been acting up bad lately. Our next matchup. There's there's a lot of of fires, a lot of smoke. Yeah, it's been really stuffing me up. Which is (sighs) unfortunate for many reasons. Yeah. Jake and I are both in Colorado, and there is a lot of fire and smoke in the air right now um next matchup our number three seed johnny bravo versus our number 14 seed ren ren and stimpy this is a no brainer for me i might even break out i might even break out the other the other titan to see if it matches up for me these are two shows that i didn't watch a ton of so i don't i don't have a strong feeling on either of these if you want to uh, pull one in. Okay. I was, I'll was i say uh, easily Ren and Stimpy beats Johnny Bravo because I think that Johnny Bravo was fine uh, as a cartoon, but Ren and Stimpy was literally banned in my household. There was no watching <laughs> of Ren and Stimpy by anyone in the house, and that was because much... Much like Ed, Ed, and Eddie being from an adult cartoonist, uh, it was made by an adult cartoonist who still sl- snuck in several adult jokes into the show. Yeah. So in terms of holding up, Ren and Stimpy definitely holds up. I think there's a documentary coming out about Ren and Stimpy very soon um, because the show is about to continue as well. It's going to have new seasons. 
it did continue on Spike TV as literally it was called Adult Party Cartoon. Um, Darren yeah. uh, didn't tell me what we were talking about until just moments before, so he he he's got all the Wikipedia knowledge, and I'm sort of I'm sort of I'm sort of flat footed here. Uh, that's okay. I'm gonna throw um, Johnny Bravo's out. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I can I just say uh, when we were talking about. What were we talking about? Oh, when we were talking about Rocco, I was going to say it seems like one of the earliest of these. And then I was like, no, surely Johnny Bravo came before that because it just seems so dated. Like, oh, yeah. Just the idea of this, like, hunk going around checking out babes. Like, what a. And I think Johnny Bravo, like. (sighs) I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but it wasn't that great of a cartoon. Like, it was a one trick pony. It really only had one joke, which was Johnny Bravo gets rejected by women. Because he's an asshole and he's too dumb. Uh, it had one Johnny episode Bravo. where he found literally a female version of himself, and that was pretty funny. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, he was a one-trick pony. It was like Wiley e. Coyote with women. Uh, but that is the show that launched the careers of Seth MacFarlane and Butch Hartman. That is true. Yes, was that a Hanna Barbera as well? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. That's the one I was thinking of too. Um, so Johnny Bravo's out. The one that's coming in is Batman, the animated series. Ooh. I was mad at myself for not putting it on here. Oh, Batman Beyond. Nope. Batman, the animated (laughs) series. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Batman, the animated series versus Ren and Stimpy. Again, I didn't watch a ton of Ren and Stimpy as a boy. It was just a little bit before my time. Versus Batman, one of my favorite heroes of all time. Uh, oh, man. This is tough. This is tough. What are your thoughts here, Darren? Uh, I do think that Ren and Stimpy will leave a legacy, a lasting legacy. It already has uh, far past its inception and its airing. It is still influencing cartoonists everywhere. Uh, some people say that Ren and Stimpy is literally like the god of cartoons now. Like it is, it's the reason animation looks and feels the way that it does. Uh, people say that um, you know, uh, it, it's it's just kind of the godfather of cartoon of animated comedy. Uh, However, Batman won. Batman, uh, the animated series, is kind of the Dark Knight of cartoons. I mean, yeah, people say that Batman, the animated series, is the best thing to ever come out of Batman. <laughs> like, some yeah. people legitimately say that. People say it's better than the Dark Knight. It's better than most comic books. Uh, it's better than Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Well, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far, Jake. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it was one of maybe the first kids animated series to win multiple Emmys. I think it won several Emmys. Uh, I think Ren and Stimpy won several awards as well. Uh, this is tough for me, Darren. I think... I don't know. I don't know. What did it... Well, Hmm. Uh, if you talk about shaping 
a dark sense of humor. Renan's if if you have a person who watched Ren and Stimpy, it will get not much darker or funnier than that. Uh, Ren and Stimpy should not have been aired to children. Uh, it was a great show. I was never allowed to watch it, as stated before, but I still snuck it in. However, Batman, when that was on, I don't think I was going through puberty yet, and I don't think I really got boners, but that was the closest thing I would get to a boner, <laughs> was when Batman, it was when I heard the Batman animated series start up. I think that, yeah, like I said, I haven't seen much Ren and Stimpy, and the fact that, like, the Batman animated series is so good, and it started, like, all of the DC animated stuff, which is still, like, to this day, better than the, like, feature films, which get millions and millions of dollars poured into them. That's interesting. That's just, just I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let you take that for what it is. Uh, I don't know, I'd be, I'd be happy to see either of these go forward. I do think I might have to vote for Johnny Bravo. Uh... <laughs> Uh, are you being serious about that, or is that a joke? About Johnny Bravo, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just had to make sure, because I, then I would feel like I made a massive mistake by introducing Batman into this. No, no, I think I think it's a good matchup. It's just, I mean, yeah, I just haven't seen much Ren and Stimpy, so it's hard for me to contribute much. Uh, I think for me, ultimately, uh... I think just being interested in storytelling, uh, having a passion for the just the art of storytelling, script writing, that type of thing, it's going to go to Batman for me. Uh, I wow. do love Ren and Stimpy. I love Ren and Stimpy so much. Uh, and yes, you can completely blame me and hate me for essentially just assassinating Ren and Stimpy here with <laughs> Batman. But it's gonna go. Hey, if, it, if it if it can't be the matchup in the first round, then it doesn't. You know, like yeah. that's just the way that that's just the way it fell. Yeah. So goes to uh, goes to Batman for me. Uh, I'll let Jake make the ultimate decision here. Um, yeah, Batman. These are two absolute titans, though. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say Batman with the caveat. I'm gonna try to watch some Ren and Stimpy before our next episode and just. Okay. Just because I haven't, I haven't been I think able. They're to... kind of hard to find. Uh, I think I, it's I don't know if they're streaming anywhere. I think it's on Amazon Prime, according to this right here. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, Batman moves on to the next, uh, next round, and our next matchup. Oh, hang on, Batman's freaking out on me now. He's he's coming for me. Uh. Ooh, we have number 12, Dexter's Laboratory, versus okay. number 5, The Fairly Odd Parents. All right. Here it is. Here's this matchup. Here's Here it is. Dexter's Lab... It's weird, because despite what I've said about all these shows, I feel like Dexter's Lab was the one that I felt the weirdest watching at the time. Like, there's just something really strange about the tone of it that I picked up on as a kid. Uh, yeah, but, but not that that's a bad thing, uh, cause I, I really enjoyed the show. There's some really weird stuff 
it's just a, it's just a bizarre show. Uh, versus Fairly Odd Parents, which I was a big fan of. I almost got my friend to start a Fairly Odd Parents podcast with me before starting up uh, my other shows. Um, wow, I think I know what you're gonna say then. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. No choice has been made as of yet. Uh, yeah, Dexter's Lab. I mean, uh, so here's here's the thing that I was I I talked about with my friend when we were discussing a fairly odd parent show is that it seemed like it came at a time. So I think if you look at all these shows, like the early to mid '90s shows, are just so absurd. They're just way out there. And then I think like the shows a little bit after that are more like escapist. Like we've got uh, Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, Chalk Zone was a big one that I was thinking about, like that where he literally goes into another world. Yeah. And so I think it's just interesting to look at like the waves of the cartoons like that. And I feel like Dexter's Lab is sort of like in between because it's like, oh, I want to be a boy genius who can do whatever he wants and, you know, create all this. But also like there's an episode where he just can only say omelet du fromage because he falls asleep with the headphones on. And that's, that's just like really funny. Uh, I don't know. This is tough. What are your thoughts here, Darren? Um, I do love both of these. Uh, I think I've watched an equal amount of both of these as a kid. Um, I think that I, I'm pretty sure fairly odd parents had more seasons than Dexter. Uh, I'm almost certain that that's true. Um, I did think that at the end of its run time, at the end of its lifetime, Fairly Odd Parents was kind of rehashing some of the old, some of the same jokes, uh, over and over again. Like, um, you know, Dinkleberg was funny how much it showed up. Obviously I loved the Doug Dimmodome bit. Um, I love his teacher, Mr. Mr. Crockett, I think, uh, freaking out about Fairly Odd fairy godparents um but that kept hitting over and over again it kind of ended up getting stale at the end of its lifetime whereas i feel dexter did not i feel like dexter ended while it was ahead it quit while it was ahead it tried to have like a re uh you know it, it tried to come back at one point it only came back for like a season or two uh it had a movie to end it that play that had like a lot of Matrix references, a lot of references to the Matrix hmm. that I got because I feel like because as as said in my Matrix Explained Badly video, the Matrix was one of the first rated R movies I was allowed to see. Um, so I, I got the references, but I think it would have gone over a lot of kids heads because they probably wouldn't have seen that movie by that point. Uh, so uh, I do think that it bridged the gap between escapism and absurdism. As you said, I think they had the justice friends, which was like a little, Oh yeah. A little like sketch. It did uh, mid episode and they had whatever the people who bonked each other on the head was. And those are only like 30 seconds long, but I thought <laughs> they honestly did have some, I know I did talk about like tired jokes with fairly odd parents, but I do think they hit new avenues a, a lot with the uh, whatever the bonk people were. Uh, Lemmy, Lenny and Clem, I think, were their names. Darren, I've so got to go question here. It's got to go to Dexter for me. What's that? 
you're picking Dexter's Lab. Did you consider the guy who created Dexter's Lab's next cartoon? Because I feel like Family if we're going to get... No, no, he didn't... Seth MacFarlane didn't create Dexter's Lab. He was on Dexter's Lab, yes. Yeah, but the creator... I feel like we're going to get in trouble for not including anything. We didn't include Samurai Jack on this list. Oh, I was so close, dude. I was so close to including Samurai Jack. But it's for adults. I mean, it is for adults. It's literally made for adults now. They're making new seasons now it is. for adults Okay, but now. so is Ren and Stimpy. They oh, did yeah. the exact I mean, same thing with Ren and Stimpy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. But I, like I said, I came very close to putting Samurai Jack on this list. All right. I'm j- I just wanted to get that out there. I know. Just to I say. understand. And people are probably going to be just as mad. Like, there's no way I could have made this list without people getting mad at me for omitting something or for just assassinating Ren, Ren and Stimpy just now. <laughs> uh, look, for me, I have to pick Fairly Odd Parents. It was just, it hit me at the perfect time. I wanted a magic little fish who grants my every wish, because in reality they were my godparents, my fairly or my odd parents, my fairly odd parents. Uh, uh, yeah, it's. But so I, we're I'll, going I to I a tiebreaker ha- on this one. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just do it. Uh, uh, first awards. first tier of the tiebreaker is how many awards uh, each one won. Let's see here. What are you? What source? I'm just using Wikipedia. Is that? I'm using Wikipedia as. I'm looking well. at Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, where are the awards? Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. Let's see. One, two. All right. How many? <laughs> how I do many? worry that Dexter's Lab is at a bit of a disadvantage, being the older comic or cartoon. But it might not. be, I yeah. I don't know. But I didn't look. That's that's part of this. Uh, that's part of this tiebreaker, anyway. So I mean, it three, is three, two, one, one, three. eleven. Okay. Oh my fucking <laughs> god! Eleven <laughs> best sound editing in television animation, outstanding individual in animation, outstanding sound mixing and live action in animation, music in a television production, best character design in an animated television production. BMI Cable Award, BMI Cable Award, BMI Cable Award. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, yeah there's some that it went up against where Dexter's Lab went up against <laughs> Fairly Odd Parents and Dexter's Lab lost. Uh, yeah, Dexter's Lab won uh, Best Animated Short Subject in 1995, Best Individual Achievement Writing in a TV Production in 1997. Outstanding individual achievement for voice acting by a female performer in an animated <laughs> television production in 2000. And it was also a Hanna-Barbera cartoon as well, which I didn't know all these were Hanna-Barbera, but... Um, oh, yeah. I'm bummed to see that because I have called... I have often said... I mean, it switches a lot for me, which when people ask me what my favorite cartoon was, I often say Dexter's Lab was, so this is a bummer for me, but Fairly Odd Parents moves on. Sorry, Darren. It's okay. You know, it's like you said, if it doesn't, if it's not going to last in the first round, it's not going to last. It's not going to be the winner. Uh, Our final matchup for this episode, our number 11 seed, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy versus our number six seed Rugrats. Uh, Jake, it's funny you mentioned the fan theory about Ed, Ed and Eddie last time because I've read some pretty fucked up fan theories about <laughs> Rugrats as well. 
mainly being that uh, the I think the most haunting one is that Angelica is is the only surviving child of I think an orphanage oh. fire and she's imagining all of these kids around her. I've heard this. And it's the only and not only that, but the reason she's so bossy around them is because it's the only ounce of control that she feels that she has in her life after losing all of her friends in the fire. Yeah. But incredibly depressing. <laughs> is there is there how much is there to support that? theory i wonder uh i think mostly it's just that uh she's the oldest one um and uh yeah i mean she's she's bossy and also um her doll the reason it's so mangled is because Mm, she she kept it from the fire yeah i'll say this reptar fucking rules reptar is so badass uh yeah. Reptar, I think, is what sparked my interest in Japanese monster movies. Oh, yeah. Rep- did I you know, always, I did wanted you know that, Reptar bites so bad, dude. Did you know that the rep- Japan, Japan, Japan ripped off Reptar by creating Godzilla? Yeah, Reptar was there first. <laughs> Japan, give Reptar back. Group Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I liked the show, but now that I think back on it, I... What was what was it like? What did they do? Dude, episode by okay. episode. I gotta say, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy was incredible, uh, and I think it. I watched it again when I was older uh, in college, and dude, it's so fucking funny. Like it is very good. Uh, another one with like super dark humor. Obviously, it's like two kids who are friends with death. And like liter- and I, I believe that the uh, the creator Maxwell Adams is a horror he's originally a horror cartoonist who made a who wanted to make a kids show. Maxwell Adams, here's two incredible facts. He's from Colorado Springs and he's oh, only forty six years old. Oh my god. Yeah, I heard that he I did I do remember hearing that he made that show when he was very young. He's twenty six when that show came out. Oh my god. What am I doing? <laughs> what the fuck am I doing right now? This Great. podcast. That's Perfect. what I'm doing. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that show, I think that show holds up very well. I think it's very slept on. I don't think enough people really understood it when it came out. There was a lot of characters that it tried to add. It was pretty complex with the what they're fighting for. Uh, the jokes were so fucking stupid. So dumb. (laughs) I remember there's a joke where Billy is eating snacks on the couch and he's crammed so many snacks into his mouth and it's, it's seeping up through his belly that he tries to shove another piece, like another like sandwich in his mouth. And he literally cannot because the food has pushed up out of his throat. So he can't eat the snack because he literally <laughs> cannot get it down his throat because there's so much food in there. That was disgusting and also one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, he also makes fun of his mom for being for having menopause in a kid's show. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I think that Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy has always been highly underrated. I think that more people should go back and watch it. And to be honest, Rugrats was fine, but I never really saw what was so special about Rugrats other than the episode where they like go into Tommy's body. I thought that was cool. But they kind of ripped that off for Magic School Bus. Uh, I think as far as holding up better to Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy will hold up better for adults as well. I uh, I really liked Rugrats as a kid. Uh, it's probably my favorite show, now that I think about it. It was probably my first favorite show. I loved the, uh, watching the movie and like knowing now The Godfather, like all the references they were making and all that. It's pretty funny to look back on. Uh... But okay, so what what was the plot of Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Because I really don't remember. Like what? Literally, was there, was there an overarch, overarching anything? Yes. So I think I believe the pilot, which aired like a year before the rest of the show aired, was an episode where um, one of the kids, I think both, uh, maybe it was Mandy who had like she had gotten close to death like she was supposed to die and death showed up and said if you beat me in like three Mm. games then you can have your life uh or like there was conditions to it like i i take your life and then she said uh if i beat you then you have to be you have to be our servant forever um and she beat him off of like some very uh, unusual circumstances, um, so he forever has to live the rest of his life as these mm. two kids' best friend. Okay, I remember that. And then they yeah. just get into like different wacky antics. Well, yeah, people try to attack death because they know that he is existing on Earth, and people, yeah, they they don't like that he is there, even though he's just trying to have a normal life on on Earth. But uh, um, okay, I I don't know. This is tough because I would bet that Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy does hold up better. If you're going to pick Rugrats, you don't... I've already made my choice. If you're going to pick Rugrats, go ahead and pick Rugrats. This can can go to a tiebreaker. I think from my own experience, I just have to pick Rugrats. Um, That's fine. Rugrats... uh, People were mad... Wait, what? What? Oh, people... I see. Never mind. Never mind. What were you uh, about to say? No, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Uh, we'll go to the tie break. Oh, boy. Are you on Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. I, uh... We could just move on, if you want. <laughs> Uh, are we going to do this on three? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Zero plus 20. Wait, what? 20. 20? Yeah. What the fuck? Why do... (laughs) Why does Rugrats have 20 fucking awards? It was winning Mad Daytime Emmys. Oh my God. 
You're on Wikipedia, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this uh, Grim Adventures has three. <laughs> Once again, don't read all of the <laughs> awards, though. That's too many. Yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, sorry, Darren. Well, that sucks, but that is it is what it is. That's the tiebreaker I made, and I'm sticking to it. So Rugrats continues into the next round. And that will conclude the first episode of this uh, of of this bracket. Um, we got some goodies for the next episode. Uh, some are easier to see than others, uh, but we will just have to find out. We'll have to argue it out. Yeah. Uh, thanks so, for putting this together, Darren. Yeah, no problem, man. I got a hell of a bracket coming up once I, uh, you know, once once we get into a better place, uh, <laughs> pandemic-wise. All right. <laughs> um, uh, what are your final thoughts? Some genuine thoughts. Uh, um, be very careful nowadays. Uh, double check your fact sources. You could be, you know, you could be admitting you're wrong is a point of human growth as a person. It's not a, it's not a point of weakness. Uh, we've said it on one episode. I'll say it again. Admitting you're wrong is not a bad thing. It's a really good thing. Uh, and we spend as I think as Americans, maybe just in general, just our egos kind of block us from admitting when we're wrong. So, you know, if you find, if you're proven wrong, it sucks. It feels like you got punched in the face, but just take it like a champ and, you know, become educated. That's all I have to say. Uh, I'm just going to say that it's great to see that in society we are moving forward and we're like, you can, I think that you can watch stuff with more representation than ever. Uh, I hope it keeps going. Uh, and I, I think that we picked some shows that had, you know, I'm, I, I'm happy to look back on some of these shows and remember fondly that, you know, they had black characters or black voice actors or female characters or whatever. Uh, so I hope that we just keep, keep going with that. Keep, uh, keep the representation up. Nice. Um, if you guys want to follow us anywhere, send us a DM. We will we'll give you we'll give you a little shouty. We'll give you a little shouty wowdy wowdy. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at SnicklesCast. We just uh, we keep releasing batches and batches of new videos on YouTube. We're just Snickles on YouTube. Um, come check us out. We would love to have you. Uh, and yeah, you can. Just send us a DM. What do you, what do you, you got a question for us? Mad that oh, Samurai Jack's not on here? Like, I'm sure everybody. And are you, <laughs> are you mad that Ren and Stimpy got killed by me? <laughs> got killed by Batman, which I put in there. Um, well, you put all these in there. I've got some different stuff in the works for the videos, so check it out. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Let's get, uh, let's get the guy in here. Okay. Uh. Bye bye.